0: forward to that. Package
1: that then. Looking forward to that. All right. Well, this is episode 127 of Tell Me Where to Turn. For those of you that punched out at the 1330 mark of last episode, there will be no wrestling talk this episode. We're going to keep things very non-wrestling.
2: <laughs> I guarantee some wrestling reference gets made during this show.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm certainly not going to promise there'll be no wrestling references made in the show. What I'm going to promise is that I don't have eight pages of notes about a wrestling event that took place in the early 2000s.
0: Like, we're not going to break down Goldberg v. Ziggler at SummerSlam second <laughs> although, by second or anything like that. Although, that wouldn't be a very long podcast. No, it would, uh, it would not at all. So, what podcast is this? Where can we be found on Twitter?
1: You can find us on Twitter at Where to Turn Pod, which is convenient because the name of this show is Tell Me Where to Turn. It's weird how that works it's out. It's funny how that works out. You can find me on Twitter at Tommy2 underscore zero. I'm currently being extorted about some sensitive pics that were hacked from my phone. So, I'm planning to just post them myself in a preemptive strike. later this evening or early tomorrow so be on the lookout for those
0: i hear a lot of that's happening in the world and i'm in favor of it
1: would you say that there is more and more of that happening in this world
0: yes it's a world that i don't understand but i know over
1: the coming weeks are we going to be more and more familiar with
0: (laughs) (laughs) and who are you oh yeah that's right uh well, I'm Glenn, and you can find me at Glenn311 on Twitter.
2: I'm Dave. You can find me at PointBreak underscore Dave.
0: So, Glenn,
1: I've got a story for you that's going to make your head explode with rage. I'm ready. So, Monday, enjoying a nice classic American workday. day. <laughs> Earning that money, paying my taxes,
0: doing right. Made so, a meeting, like it, uh, two hours of real work, and then six hours of Twitter scroll and DraftKings, and just kind of the forty to people in the office. The,
1: the forty five minute DraftKings dump.
0: I was gonna say
2: all DraftKings is done while seated on an American standard. <laughs>
1: So I'm in a meeting with some guys, and we're waiting on one principal figure in the meeting to show up who hasn't arrived yet, so we're just making small talk. oh uh, what- yes,
2: Glenn. <laughs> I just assume if anyone's waiting on someone, they're always waiting on
1: Glenn. Yeah, it's actually, now that I think about it, it's not too dissimilar from this podcast. It's a lot of sitting around, vamping, making awkward small talk, waiting on one person. So a guy uh, mentions, he says, yeah, you know, this has been a really tough week for me. I've been having to take an Uber home from work every day because my car is in the garage and it's broken. And I said, oh, man, that's too bad. Are you going to, you know, be able to get it towed to a shop? And he goes, no, I think what's wrong with it isn't that big of a deal, but I don't know how to fix it. And I said, well, what's wrong with your car? And he said, well, the window on the driver's side has fallen down into the door. <laughs> And I can't get the window up. And it rains in Nashville almost every night during the summer, so I can't park it at home because he doesn't have a garage. And this is the part that's going to make Glenn's head explode. Tommy, a man who has vice and president in his title, says, Hey, buddy, here's the deal. Meet me in the parking garage tomorrow morning, Mark. About 30 (laughs) minutes before work, I'm going to fix that window for you.
0: Whoa.
1: So I show up with my toolbox, my 10 millimeter socket wrench, pop the door panel off, figure out pretty quickly that there's just a loose bolt that's caused the window to drop, reconnect that bolt, um, you know, move a couple other of the sensors around, say, hey man, put the key in the ignition, let's try it out, rolls right up, pop the door panel back on, and before 8 a.m., my good friend at work now has a window
0: that's fully functional. Thoughts? We have something in common then. My window is also fully functional now. It's
1: great. And how
0: much? Really (laughs) hoping
2: that story was going to go. So I show up at 8:30 in the morning
0: with a black trash bag (laughs) (laughs) and a roll of tape.
1: Look, (laughs) there you go. I listened to a podcast about how to do this. So pray tell, did you have to spend any of your hard-earned money to get this window
0: fixed? Uh, yeah, I mean, assuming it's the same exact cause and everything, and not mechanical. But, I mean, I did spend about 300 bucks.
1: So that's what I, uh, that's what I approximated, because the gentleman, again, very thankful, very grateful, said, man, I bet you just saved me some serious money. How much do you think that would have cost? I said, I don't know, two or 300 bucks." So I was probably right in the ballpark.
2: Yeah, but Glenn really didn't spend that much, because when the window broke... He put $20 in a yo- low-yield savings account, and it grew to $300 by the time he, he actually fixed it.
0: Yeah, so who's really very, winning in this story? Very steady, 2%. <laughs> but you wait long enough. That's right. Make the money work for you, is what I always say. Yeah, it's a good, well, thing, go you got, a good thing you got. a good thing you got
1: it out before the stock market crashed today, so... Thoughts and prayers to all of our friends that are invested
0: right now. So this guy, he this amazes me that he actually just went to the extent of just, how many Ubers did he take? He did it for five days, so he took five Ubers. Well, he's going back and forth, so that's ten Ubers.
1: No, actually, so in a... Interesting t- turn of events. His wife also works at the same company, so he was able to get a ride in, but he usually has to work late, so his wife okay. wasn't willing to wait around for him, so he would take the Uber home only. Okay. And then also took an Uber to O'Reilly to Auto Parts to get the wrench that we needed to fix it.
0: I Did I just
1: can't
2: the uber cost versus just paying someone to fix the window.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. If he, if he went back and forth for a week, I still don't understand how putting something over it just never entered his mind. Well, it's, I mean, there's one, it's pretty, fix it, but there's
1: it's pretty serious rain going on here right now. And we're talking, we're talking the sideways kind.
0: Also, yeah. I guess he doesn't have anywhere at home to right. put it where it's covered to it make right. sense too. Of course, yeah. neither did I. I just didn't care. But it <laughs> wasn't raining every day. Yeah. Well,
1: his car, and this will make Point Break Dave very excited, was an Infinity.
2: I like Infinities. Yeah.
1: So we used to call him Infinity Dave before he became th- the name of my car has three letters, Dave. That's right.
2: So did uh, your co-worker ever think of a, a nice, crisp $20 bill in the pocket of the shuttle driver that takes <laughs> fires and that guy probably would have drove him home.
1: He said, hey, when, when you uh, get to the end of the line here, just take a left. Just keep going. I bet you that guy would have done it for way less than $20. There's, there's yeah. no doubt about that. But the fringe benefit for me is I've now become somewhat of a folk hero around the office because I didn't realize this because most of my friends live their life a quarter mile at a time. So being able to like change a tire or make a very minor you hear that Glenn? Very minor vehicle repair is not anything to get overly excited about. But okay. apparently in the world of very white-collar corporate America, you you do become somewhat of a folk legend if you're able to say do something really extreme like work on a car. I've probably had no less than six people by my office today. And I'm talking about like high level executives at the company that were have already heard the story and just wanted and to just be like by, yeah just to, well it's kind of like the uh kind of like the back to the future line like you know i didn't know you did anything creative <laughs> only like i didn't know you could work on cars man yeah
2: tommy's sitting in there like ricocheting a locker room <laughs> just everybody wants to come get a look <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, at least this time when you were uh fixing somebody's car, they actually managed to not trade the car in or donate it to a cause before you got there with all your tools. <laughs> Just Man, what
1: what a throwback to a great story. Have you heard that, Dave?
2: I've heard bits and pieces. There's a guy, Let's a guy at our it. church,
1: old church. Bit of a character. He had a he had a, I don't know what it was, like a 1999 GMC Jimmy. You remember those yeah. Navy um, blue and, and he had, to, I don't remember what it was. It may be like a fuel pump problem or some, something that felt like in the scope of my prowess of automotive repair, but he, his car, like he kind of was one of those guys, you know, the guys that like ask you to help them move, but they like short sell like, Hey, I need you to like help me move one thing and then you get over there. And it's like an entire, you know, floor of their house. Well, his story kind of was like, oh, my car's broke down, and he lives right down the road from me. Well, then it's like, oh, my car's in Carrollton. Well, by the time like, we get to his car, it's like 40 minutes away. I mean, it's, it's practically to Fort Worth. We get out there, we get everything we need, and then we start to get it fixed, and we get a call from the guy, and he's like, oh, hey, don't worry about fixing it. I donated it to Dallas Can Academy. They're coming to pick it up <laughs> after, after I've already invested about three hours of my life into this repair.
2: Did he did he uh get top dollar on his tax write off?
1: <laughs> he wrote off Here the car and out that, the kid. <laughs> and I was and I was fully the, ready uh, at that point to write off the kid, but
0: Yeah. I've I've donated a vehicle to that before. Is that true? Yeah. Most recent one? Uh no, this was oh six, oh seven. Was this the one you wrecked on the way to the airport? No, that one was totaled and was towed to a a place where it was to be fixed and they said there will be no fixing this vehicle it was <laughs> the towed the frame to, is completely bent it was
1: towed up to Wisconsin to Avery Auto Salvage <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> the car you yeah. donated how many trash bag windows did it have
0: uh none uh but it had the issue where like you got like the whatever material that's on the roof where that starts to come loose and it's kind of hanging down. Oh, you're, saggy you're, you're, roof? You're, yeah, you're like restapling it and stuff, but it doesn't really help. So you're driving it and all of a sudden you'll feel something kind of rubbing against your head and then you're pushing up the roof while you're driving down the road. So we finally got rid of that trash can. <laughs> yeah, it was... I don't, you know... I don't even know what write-off we got, but it was one of those things. It was... uh felt better about just donating it. It was probably... Been way too much trouble to try to sell it. You trade it in, you know, they give you like $1,200 for it or something. I'm like, I'd rather really just donate it to charity like and some dealership $1, profit $1, off of it.
1: $1,200 $1, twelve hundred dollars means so little to you at this
0: point. Well, it meant more. It meant more <laughs> than, much more than, than it does now. It, it represented a pretty
1: significant percentage of
0: your net worth back then. Yeah, well, but after uh today's uh market drop, let's revisit this topic <laughs> in like 3 to 6 months as we're I'm living just in the place where we record the podcast, like just that room.
1: Had to consolidate down. Well, speaking of speaking of your home, I think the other question we need to get out of the way is uh, how's the fence? Still no fence.
0: Made that pretty clear. Yeah. September, October is our time frame. are going to
1: be spending more than 1200 on that,
0: I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, if, not even, uh, that's not even in the, I don't want to say ballpark, that's not even in the western hemisphere probably what we'll end up spending on this thing
2: with all the grand cons- plans. Have you considered
0: instead
2: of rebuilding the fence, just putting in a tasteful memorial to the fence? <laughs> maybe a, like a pond, maybe a koi pond,
0: a reflecting pool, just a just a a line of eternal flames. Yes. Huh. Yeah, we can uh I can float those ideas. I feel like the the city of Dallas probably wouldn't be so excited about Oh yeah, there's the guy whose property line is just a bunch of eternal flames. <laughs>
2: But we have to remember the great storm of 2019.
0: That's true. Maybe I can leave, we can rebuild it, but I can just leave like one of the posts or pickets from the old fence. Like, uh, you know, 9-11, where they left like the one steel girder that didn't fall. Hey, listen,
1: we've done a lot of bad things in this show, but the one thing we don't do on this show is joke about 9-11. Okay.
0: It's not a joke
1: We do not laugh about 9-11 on this show They made a cross out of it
0: Well we are faith based podcast We are Dave. And They use the Burger King as like the police The temporary police station at the site That was there like four or five months After it happened it was, uh, And there were, there were 9-11 Truthers then Like by the site like Yelling at everybody that it was an inside job
1: well, it was quite a time to be alive. We, uh, we've explored those topics. That's right. Dave, does your new house have a fence? <clears throat> it does. Would you qualify it as substantial, opulent?
2: The fence is doing very well. <laughs> was,
1: very well. If there was boards on this fence, would they be on top of each other? Like, say, board on board? I would say board on board and cedar. Oh, wow! My goodness, he just this guy just drips with money.
0: Cedar, that's solid and native to that part of the state. I don't, I don't actually know. That.
1: <laughs> I was gonna go. I was reasonable. gonna go with it. Does it have decorative trim along the top?
2: <laughs> oh, it, it's got a topper.
0: You <laughs> gotta pay extra for that. You do.
1: So Dave got the topper, but not the bottom, huh? Dave's more of a top kind of guy. That, that we're, That's what we've learned here. So you've been in the process of moving for the last few weeks, and mm. I feel like a lot of the comedy that ensued we haven't got a chance to really bring to the podcast. And And honestly, some of it wasn't as funny at the time because I know you were really dealing with a lot of stress. But I mean, I think to start... Dave sold his house to a first-time homebuyer. Yes. And I think it's it's always a red flag when the homebuyer is first-time because they haven't been through some of the – I think the hoops that become more commonplace as you have maybe completed one or two real estate transactions. And I think compounding that, um, the person also might have tipped their hand to Dave that they were a first-time homebuyer by letting him know that their lease on their apartment was about to be out. And that was, was compounding the stress in the situation
2: There was that It was the odd like probably right around fifty year old first time home buyer
1: right, and what what did you describe her as to me privately off the air
2: <laughs> I don't believe it something I said to do anything. with raising
1: a flag, if I remember correctly, but I, ne- I said no such things, sir. I distinctly remember you referencing a uh-uh. certain all-you-can-eat restaurant. <laughs> I don't.
2: I, I don't think I said anything along those lines. But no, it was, it was, it was bizarre. Let's put it that way. It was the odd home buyer who gets very obsessed with really odd things, <laughs> like. My house was built, the house I sold, was built in 79. So there's some odd things about that house, like the breaker like, uh, panel. Grooming
1: issues kind of stuff. <laughs> Apparently
2: the breaker panel they put in, all those houses are like prone to explode. Yeah,
0: it's, uh, what is it called? I had General, one replaced at my old house. Is it Federal Pacific? I think that's right. Yes. Yeah. Federal yeah, Pacific.
1: So, it's basically like a code word for fire. Yeah,
0: you know, I had I had it fixed one time, and then this is a prior house, and then I can't remember what went wrong. And the guy had to fix it the first time he came back. He was like, man, I really can't recommend anything but replacing this. One, because, you know, it's not like up to code and whatever, and maybe it's not the legal thing for me to just try to kind of rig it. Yeah. And two, your house may catch on fire.
2: <laughs> well, we basically had that same time. Well, first, when we bought our house, the inspector was like, yeah, you need to replace this pronto. So we negotiated the money for that and then promptly pocketed that money and never fixed it. <laughs> the 10 years we lived in the house. We did try to fix it one time, but the the guy gave us the... Well, you can't, by code, have them in the master closet anymore. It has to be in the garage or an exterior wall. Okay, yeah. Which was going to be very expensive to move yeah. it to the other side of the house. So we tried to find the low-rent electrician that would just do it. Like, hey, we'll just pay you cash, and you just how put many, another one.
0: How many bags do you have to put over something like that? <laughs> one, one bag? Or is like one fridge breaker? <laughs> <laughs>
2: But I bring that up to tell you, like, that is a real concern, and that's that house that I sold. Another one was many of the windows were, uh, like, the seal was broke, where they fog, you know, because they're double-paned or whatever. Feels
1: like another solution for a bag. Yes. Pretty logical
2: time. It's an old house, right? That kind of stuff happens. Yeah. We got a quote on replacing the windows one time. It was, like, $16,000. Yeah.
0: Coming from someone who's paid that, I believe you. (laughs) So
2: those were kind of the things. Once we, you know, they wanted to put in an offer, and we did that whole thing. They got the inspection. I was like, these are the things we're going to have to negotiate on, right? They're going to come back and want a bunch of money for this, and I'm Mm going to say no. It's an old house. Deal with it. Um, Lady doesn't doesn't bat an eye at any of those. Uber concerned with the foundation.
0: Mm, yes. Which
2: was like the one thing we were buttoned up on because the previous owner had put in a whole bunch of piers on one side. We, a few years into the house, peered the whole other side.
1: Did you call 1 800 Mean Green?
2: No. I did uh, I remember what, Power Jack. Oh. oh. No, I just got the one that sounded the most sexual. Well, I was going to say um, there's
1: nothing more sexual than Ram Jack, but. <laughs>
2: But yeah, like this lady, we sent all the paperwork and like she waits till we're out of the option period. Like she's on the hook for this and is still like harping on the foundation up until like three days before we were supposed to close. She's like, I want a full engineer report and this and that. And we're like, we don't have to do anything now. You can pay for it if you want to have someone come out here that's cool we'll let them walk around but to the point where the final day we were supposed to close they called us we were supposed to close at 8 30 in the morning and they're like yeah we're gonna have to push it back because the buyer hasn't submitted all the forms
1: needed yet." oh no
2: and we're closing on the house we we purchased the next day so there wasn't a lot of room for those kind of delays. But, uh, yeah, she uh, came through. We closed that evening. Oh, here's another weird thing. She was obsessed with, like, we had a, you know, pest control, right? Terminex comes out once a quarter, sprays around, whatever. And one of the things she negotiated was she wanted that for six months, right? After she purchases it.
0: That's like a very elective thing. Yes. It's not like you live in the Amazon <laughs> or something like that and worry no, about it typhus. Was,
2: it was bizarre because we're like, okay, you know, whatever we pay, you know, it's like, I don't know what it is, $170 a quarter or something, right? We're like, here, we'll just give you the money wow. and you're covered. And she's like, no, I want you to keep your program, just pay it out. Which is a whole mess because then she wanted documentation that we prepaid six months, which you call Terminex and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> um, I feel like that's a real good time to just get some Photoshop skills. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but the funny thing about that is, so we do it, we get the letter, whatever, they're paid up, and the way our plan was is, you know, you pay that, but you can essentially call them out at any time. Like, that's for the quarter. They come and do their one treatment, but in between, you can have them out as much as you want, and it's all part of the package. She's had the house for nine days. She's had them out there three times <laughs> for termites. No, like just general like, and like are you guys like we didn't have a pest problem. It wasn't no. the it wasn't the uh, apartment from coming to America.
0: Any <laughs> big rats? Is this? was this, this is a 50 year old first time home buyer yes. who else is living in this house other than her as
2: far as i know it's just her
0: okay so you got all the money we're all squared away right i'm going to find out this is i don't know like a fake person i'd have no idea it just no. seems really weird
2: we're closed we're done wow we got the we got the money
0: what about the move itself how did that go? Because that can be not only stressful, but that can be pretty uh, disastrous. That can co- that cause some internal conflict within the household as well. Yes, it could
1: disrupt your dating life.
0: Well, that's right. That is important.
2: And I made sure leading up to the move to go on several dates with my wife to kind of put a few credits in the bank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My God, <laughs> man! I don't even know. Are we gonna keep doing the show?
2: <laughs> but yeah. I will say, uh, have you? I know Tommy obviously has made a big move. Have you moved from home to home? You've done that yeah. once, right? Yeah, just once. I
1: uh, I once moved. I movers? once
0: moved two streets over. That's right. You did. <laughs> That seemed really pointless at the time, but hey Hey, it all Whatever. worked it all worked out. I well I only moved seven miles like down essentially the same main road. But I just moved you got on the to the west side. So you got on the right side of central finally. Yeah, I got on the west side. You got on the, the affluent side of central. Yeah, I got I got onto the uh the filet side of central <laughs> and away from the enchilada end. <laughs> But, yes, I used movers. I did not use movers going from, like, apartment to apartment. And the first time we moved from apartment to house. But we just didn't have enough stuff at the time to warrant that. I mean, when we moved from our apartment in Dallas to our first house in Richardson, I think we were able to put all of our stuff, even the furniture, in my truck. And then my dad brought his truck and we'd load it all in those two vehicles and it was one trip and that was it.
1: Was your dad driving a standard size truck or the awesome Kong?
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it was, it was really hard to load it. <laughs> it <was> various pulleys.
2: <laughs> On the movers, did you elect for the, they come and pack everything option?
0: Um, yeah, that's a good question. No, I don't think we did with our last move uh with our move here. I don't think we did that. because um, I think my my wife and my mom did most of that. And they just did. and we got so we boxed up all that stuff that we kind of didn't want them to t- to mess with or touch cuz it's breakable or whatever and then
1: battery I got the battery operated stuff.
0: Yeah. I got the most important items, which would be like TV, computer, things like that kind of stuff, things that you don't need to touch that. You definitely don't need to touch that hard drive. (laughs) Definitely don't need to look at the browsing history on that. I got all those items, and we cleared all that out of the house, and then they just showed up and got all the furniture, appliances that were moved over, and all that kind of stuff. So, and I would never, there's no way, even if I was just moving down the street, I would still use movers. I will never I will never go back. Yeah, much like Glenn,
1: I I think the first or second apartment moves we did ourselves. Once I hired movers for the first time, I realized much like Glenn, no matter the cost, you'll never go back to not doing that. And then with this last move, and again, and this last move was unique in that I wasn't paying for any of it. The company that was relocating me was, but they sent in the the entire crew that, that did everything. So we basically don't have to lift a finger. They brought their own boxes, their own packing materials. They packed everything on, you know, emptied out all the drawers, um, you know, except for a couple that were clearly <laughs> off limits. Or vibrating. Right. But they, they did everything turnkey and, and, you know, now again, you know, barring the, uh, market continuing to collapse and me having to leave under the cloak of darkness. I don't think I'll ever move without that service either, because it was just too, it was too easy. It was too, it was too easy and the benefit too great. It it was worth the extra money.
0: My last one was still very cumbersome, just time-wise that day. Like, I feel like, of course I was doing stuff and I don't know if Dave, if you did that with your new home, but we, you know, you close on the house and then I guess midnight, like it's yours. you got the keys. They got to be out by midnight. I didn't want to be there at midnight, but I feel like we got up at like five in the morning and we had like that morning we painted two bedrooms, like first thing when we got in and then we started moving some of our own stuff in Then then they showed up and moved stuff over and then they're unpacking stuff. And then I'm trying to go back and forth from house to house. I remember loading my, uh, the basketball goal that I have still in our backyard, but I had it in the driveway, and I remember going back and getting that and loading that into my truck by myself, which was—I—I I wish there would have been a camera running on that. Um, that was quite an experience, and it also has a dent in the side of the truck because it kind of uh, under, under, under underestimated the weight at one point and it just kind of almost crashed down on the side of the truck that's okay but it was i you know five in the morning and it was finally i don't know ten, eleven o'clock at night where we had everything in we had everything that we were going to paint it was all done it's situated except for there's just a million boxes like everywhere and you get to a point where you just like can't do anymore i had the the all the same day i had the dish guy come over and set up, had the AT&T guy come over and set up the internet. I had all that, all this stuff happened in one day. I should Efficient, have been better but, about that. But stressful. Yeah. But you, cause you went without like TV and internet for several days. Right. So I did that with the first house we got in and then I started messing with all that. And I remember we went like seven or 10 days without having, yeah, I couldn't do that. We were watching Well, hell, it was 2005. We probably still had some VHS that we were watching.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I did the... And I guess it just been... I'd only been in one house, so I wasn't aware that it could take that long. Like, I thought you just call and like, hey, I have money, and I want cable and internet, and they show up that day. I was very wrong. Because I called, and they're like, yeah, it's a... It was funny because um, you could get the only providers here are AT&T. So you have Uverse or DirecTV there or Grande, which I had an apartment. You could only get Grande and they were wow,
0: trash. Terrible.
1: Yeah. So, trash company.
0: I think your issue here is you're not an existing customer, right? If, yeah. If you're existing and you're like, hey, my name's Dave. I'm a longtime customer. I'm moving to Austin. They're like, okay, well, when do you move in? We'll have Jim there at, you know, 11 o'clock a.m. sharp. If you're new, they're like, let's look at this calendar. Yeah, I think that's Uh, what they did. August the 29th (laughs) sound.
2: It was real funny because the guy was, he was starting, like, he was trying to get me to go, like, the crazy DirecTV package where you have, you know, nfl sunday ticket and all that stuff which i'm not gonna lie i was tempted and then i kind of backpedaled and uh there was a you know a good u-verse package and i was like yeah just give me that and he's like yeah it'll be two weeks out and i'm like how long out will it be if i go back to the direct tv package <laughs> 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 and he was like they're the same i was like oh, okay
0: <laughs> so but you use the uh I believe you had a very large moving truck that took all of your
2: we amenities full, down south. Yeah, we had the, uh, basically, we had the guy come out and estimate it, and he gave us the, we pack everything, like you don't touch a thing. They had the, we'll pack, it was like the kitchen, and I think TVs, and that was it. And then they had the you pack everything yourself, and we just put it on the truck. Obviously, drastically different costs for all these options. And I walked around the house for like a week coming to grips with, yeah, I'm not going to pack all this stuff. <laughs> and then called the guys, like, yeah, you just give me the you come and pack all of it option.
1: Yeah. yeah, money's no object.
2: And, and let me tell you this. As they're in there, like, going through the mess of stuff in the garage and the attic and pulling it out and boxing it all up, the Bobby Roode theme (laughs) is playing, and I'm just like, this is the right decision, guys.
1: Well, speaking of themes, I want to understand if your move was the same as every move I've had. When the moving truck showed up for the first time, did uh, one of the movers get out of the truck and scream... Something about Dallas. Don't you dare be sour! And then pancakes started flying all over the place. No, really? No. Okay, well, this it is now was, uh... different than every move I've ever had, except the last one.
0: <laughs> I feel like you're. I feel like uh, there may have been a, a separate call in your household that was placed. It's Like I need. Uh, I need a certain moving package. Yeah,
2: you know how they. You see the uh, whatever the the college hunks moving junk, those trucks. Mrs. Tommy called and was like, how close to Biggie can you get? <laughs> so that's what I want. No, we had the... Uh, let's just put it this way. I'm glad uh, Lars Sullivan didn't kill all of Lucha House Party because <laughs> <laughs> that would have delayed my move quite a bit. <laughs>
0: I am impressed by movers. Yes. Like, like just from the standpoint of, I mean, they do this all the time. They tend to practice for the most part, proper lifting techniques and such, but I swear, I may be remembering this wrong, but I swear when they moved a king size mattress into our house, that one guy was carrying it by himself on his back. And when I was like, you need any help with that? He was like, "No, man, I've got it." Where do you want it? Like he's turning and talking to me with a mattress on his back, like how are you doing that? Like you're that mattress weighs almost as much as or more than you do. I've
1: experienced also- this so many times when we when we did this last move, and I I felt so bad not helping these guys, but they would they would basically take like a, a you know a, a ratchet strap throw it around a dryer and put it on their back and then just walk upstairs with it. And and I, I just by themselves. It was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen.
2: Then they get upstairs and Tommy's like, washer doesn't go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing?
1: You know what? I actually have a house that the laundry room is upstairs.
2: You know what? We looked at a house like that and I didn't realize at the time how genius that was. It is genius. Until we moved into this house I'm carrying... Laundry back Yeah, I've never
1: had a laundry basket downstairs since we moved. It's unbelievable. It's brilliant.
2: It's, it is a good move. Um, yeah, but no. The the other thing that's impressive about the movers is like our kids' room had um, a bunk bed, right? With like the built-in, not like the ladder, with like the staircase. That's each stairs a drawer. Like, mm, yeah, lot lot going on there. I know, I know what you're I, talking about. So these guys just roll in because when we bought it, it took the guys like with the manual that like delivered it and assembled it. Took them a while. These guys just walk in, take it all apart, <laughs> bring up to the new house, put it all back together. Just no problem.
1: So is it the same, I mean, same guys on both ends?
2: You know what? I think I got a little bit hosed on that because it was three of the guys were the same. But they had a fourth guy, um, and he was the one that got tasked with putting the bed back together. So he wasn't there for the disassembling. So he he flipped the bottom the bottom step. I had to go back and be like, "Hey, man, right. you <laughs> you got close. real close."
0: He's like, "That's not right." He just kind of pointed and just popped open another beer. <laughs> I'll, te- I'll yeah, tell
1: right. you though those guys are pretty impressive because one of the items that we had moved was right before right before we moved we had bought a used kids bed on an, you know some Facebook group and we went to pick it up it was already disassembled so the guy like literally gave me a ziploc bag full of random n- nuts and bolts and then there's probably you know eight or nine pieces to this bed because the same thing has a little trundle underneath. We had never even assembled it. And I'll be darned if this guy doesn't grab the plastic bag and all these parts and put the thing together perfectly in, in, in really in about 15
0: minutes. It was, it was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. Do you think after that he was just like sitting in the truck and then other people within the moving company just kept coming by <laughs> and being like, they, I heard the story. that They handed you the bag and you just put a bed together. Like, we had no idea. We just thought Yeah. did flips, yeah. and you wore a mask, and then <laughs>
1: next thing you know, you're putting both heads Yeah, we thought, we thought we had you pretty figured out what your career path was, and then you go and add this element we weren't expecting. Well, I told you, yeah. and I don't know if it was this guy, but one of those four guys that moved me in dropped a
0: Bluetooth. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do. I do recall receiving that text message. Which, by the way, I um, still I have. have if we want they... to do that
1: for our uh, in-person episode in October,
0: yeah, the, bl- the blue chew experiment.
1: Yeah, we just have you uh, have you join the chew world order before we start the uh, <laughs> podcast.
0: Um, so when it came to uh, the move has been completed and they're taking off. What kind of what kind of tip you throw in these guys' Let's way? See. I, I
2: was unsure if it was going to be the same crew on both ends. Right. So moving out, they came one day and packed, like, you know, they put everything in boxes, they saran wrap the furniture, whatever that is, um, box up all the TVs. And then they came back a second day and loaded the truck. Um, so when they were loading the truck and they were all done, I tipped them. I think three hundred and twenty, and then
1: wait a minute! Uh, uh, whoa, 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 you whoa! Had your wallet. Whoa! You gave them each a hundred bucks.
2: Yeah, what I read online Uh-oh. is the standard tip is five dollars per guy per hour.
1: Wow. I cheated my guys big time. Wow. Either What'd you. What did you do? I just gave him. Oh. I just handed them each a $20 bill. I felt like that was a good tip. I mean, they're getting. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, no. They're getting no, paid th- a
0: living wage. I don't think I uh, read the same thing online, but if I remember, I think I tipped each guy 60 bucks, which would have made sense because, I mean,. By the time they were done, it might have not been 12 hours back and forth, unloading, loading, and all that. Of course, they took a break at some point to eat Wendy's in the back of their truck. For <laughs> oh, I bought my
1: guys minutes. lunch at Sonic.
2: You know, I also read don't do that, that they don't like that.
1: Why wouldn't they uh, like that?
2: They turned me down. Yeah, they always turn you down.
1: Oh, my, my guys were all about it. I said, hey, I'm going to go to Sonic, and they're like, they all had their orders ready within milliseconds.
0: How many foot-long... Cheese conies were ordered.
1: <laughs> well, the blue chew was still on the ground, sir, so foot <laughs> footlong coney was for later.
2: Well, they probably also knew you were going to basically stiff them later, so they might as well get some... Get a Again, the blue chew made.
1: was on the ground. Nobody was getting stiffed.
2: The other thing I read online that was helpful is it's in any situation... <laughs> There's no doubt you're on a on.
1: mover's website. <laughs>
2: When in any situation, figure out what Tommy would tip, and then ten x it, and that's the standard tip.
1: I want to go through. Bucks, I please. want to go through your browsing history and find out that you are on some blog that was started by a mover to propagate false narratives to get tips that they don't deserve.
2: And then I tipped them like a hundred and sixty on the other end of the move. Each. It didn't take, no total. It it did, took less time. Wow. Oh, but you know
1: what? And it was the that same was guys? Worried. Huh? And it was yeah. the same guys? That's yeah. unbelievable. I, I think you I think you over-tipped. I, I'd love some listener feedback on this, but I think you over-tipped dramatically. Because these guys are probably all making a decent hourly rate. Hey, you know what? It's tough
0: work.
2: It was like a, was like a mutual friend of... Uh, Tommy and I that may have invented Corners for, once said when Tommy was telling him that he, they didn't have to tip the valet at a hospital and he said, when you when they bring around a car that's $120,000, you have to tip <laughs>
1: um, no yeah, and,
0: and this... point Break Dave is in that situation boy is he, yeah. I was
1: gonna say not but, me, I'm a common man so
2: they're here, so I run down to—this um, is at the new house when they're unloading. So I run down the street, and am just going to, like, drive through an ATM and grab some cash. And I didn't know how long they were going to take, right? Like, I thought it was going to be one day, half day, whatever. So to get a number that could be broken in case, you know, three guys, right, you may want to make some change, I got— three hundred and ten dollars out of the atm right odd number but in the stack so it spits out a stack of 20s and 110 in the stack of 20s in the middle of it is a 10 and i counted out and the atm shorted me 10 bucks
0: well it's just the liberal tax (laughs) where you're
1: at yeah a guy a guy that's tipping $60, $80 Sixty, eighty dollars a person for a job that you shouldn't even have to tip for is now worried about losing ten dollars.
2: Well, here's what's bad, and I'm, I don't know I'm horrified.
1: Is. I'm going to write a strongly the, worded letter.
2: The uh, the bank wasn't open yet. I was hitting the ATM at like eight a.m. So I was like, uh, you know, I'll call later see if they can do anything. This was the first time I've thought about
0: it since that moment. <laughs> Man. So when you, when you, there are people them. out
1: there struggling to make ends meet. There, there are people out there that $10 could mean another meal that they feed their children this week. And you didn't even think about it. Not even a thought until well, you right know now.
2: What? I like to think that person got an extra $10 when they hit the ATM. Huh? So I kind of did help them.
0: That's true. So when you administered the tip, did you go to each moving member and hand them their tip or was there like a leader that took all the money? No, I,
2: I, there was actually two of the, of the guys were there kind of doing the paperwork at the end. Um, and they were both standing there and the guy that seemed in charge, I just handed it to him and said, Hey, this is for you and your guys.
0: That's what, that's what I did too. And then, you know, he was very thankful and he was like, Oh, you know, they're, We'll get everybody their share, but then once they left, I was like, "I'm going to assume there's at least a possibility he just pockets all that." He's like, "Guys, you all get one
2: beef and cheddar."
1: <laughs> I uh, I had a similar experience, handed it to the ringleader, but subsequently each one of the individuals came back to personally thank me, so I know that he divvied up the money.
0: All right, they well came done.
2: England for another tip.
1: Well. Funny you should say that. So the not this time. This time it was very professional. It's handled by a logistics company.
2: Joe over here is getting faint.
1: When you <laughs> sure. uh, when your moving company refers to themselves as a logistics company, you know you're doing well. But the time before this, so the move right that immediately preceded this move, I used a company called All My Sons Moving.
0: I've seen those before, and, and I'm
1: not afraid to use the name on this podcast. If you're listening to this show, do not use All My Sons Moving. They're a dishonest oh. company. They're a trash what company.
0: About, what about two guys in a truck?
1: Well, I mean, is that like something you do you want me to search that on something? I have no idea. I just see is there like a particular well. site or anything I need to search that on?
2: I'm pretty certain if you look at the two guys in a truck's um lettering on their trucks, that their website is twoguys.com which I feel like is a a poor choice. Well, I feel like they could monetize
1: that domain at some point, probably resell it for value. Probably. Let me me tell you why All My Sons is a trash company. So they sent The New Day to move us. They sent Big E, they sent Xavier Woods, they sent Kofi. And the All My Sons process, much like I'm sure you experienced, Dave, started with a person from The Office who's very... um, very thorough and they did a complete audit of everything in the house and they estimated how much time it would take, how much space in the truck it would take, you know, everything out to a T. Well, it also importantly, how long it would (laughs) take to generate the estimate.
2: I was wrong about two guys.com. Don't go there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. They, uh, they showed up, and they start working. And these guys, um, you know, they, they, they worked hard, but I wouldn't say that they were working at a fevered pace. And they immediately started to make noise that they didn't feel like the original estimator had given them enough room in the truck. So lo and behold, they get completely done. It takes them longer than they think. The entire truck's full, and they haven't done anything in the garage yet. So my lawnmower, my weed eater, my gas cans are all out there bicycles, they haven't got room for those in the truck. So then the guy has his first meeting with me of several during the day, and he says, like, look, even though we're only moving two blocks away, it's like, hey, we could go unload all this stuff and come back and do the garage, but it's going to put you over time and it's going to cost extra money. So he's basically already, like, angling for me
0: to do it myself. Was he he carrying the trombone this whole time, (laughs) or did he set it down?
1: He was, and the other guy was standing there doing this, like, (laughs) <laughs> the whole time it was really strange. Um, hey,
2: more more breaking news. TwoMen dot com is their actual website.
1: <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> that actually, in a way, is worse. But don't yeah, go to Two so, Guys, it's, huh?
0: It's so formal.
1: It is. So don't go to Two Guys dot com. Don't go to that. not go. All right, because that's going to probably be the title of the episode. Is just Two Guys dot com. So. <laughs> I might attract a new audience. So obviously, I, I opted to load the garage myself because I'm not going to pay these guys to do it. Well, they get over to the other house, and again, they've estimated the entire time that I've negotiated to pay it, whatever it was, you know, six hours or eight hours, 10 hours, whatever. Well, they're now clearly running in slow motion. It's like, it's like watching a Rey Mysterio match from 2019. It just, everything's just happening a half tick slower than it seems like it should. And I'm looking at the clock, and it's getting close. Well, then, then I realize what they're doing. So this guy, of course, ringleader again, Big E, comes over and is like, look, um, we're going to have to stop now because we've hit the, the maximum amount of time they're allowing us to work on this job. Well, the truck's still like 25% full. And I'm like, okay, well, what happens now? Well, we're going to have to you know, leave the truck and get somebody else to come out tomorrow. Well, this is all, again, unacceptable because of the same reason you know, Dave had. Like, We don't have anywhere to stay. We weren't staying in a hotel. Like, We need our you know, mattresses and beds in, in the house. Yeah. And then the other shoe drops. And then he's like, but hey, we could go ahead and punch out of the clock, and that gets us out of our obligation if you guys want to take care of this on the side in cash. Mm. <laughs> so then he lets what me was, know what was the offer? yeah then he lets me know that he thinks they have about 350 dollars more work to do and if we could get that in cash they'd be more than happy to go ahead and get us taken care of tonight and you
0: said how about 20 bucks a piece
1: <laughs> no so of course at that point i'm i'm kind of over the barrel so i said yeah that's fine and uh yeah so they held me up and for 350 extra dollars finished the job
0: well, yeah, I mean that there's three. I mean, you needed like the Bludgeon Brothers there or something like that to kind of help you out. Three against what, one, If, the, if the original club had have been
1: there, and we had the numbers where we needed them to be, I would have been a little more emboldened to say no to this clear hold up for money. Yeah, so, so, I, so th- you know, I didn't. I don't. E- I don't think I tipped these guys because we're doing this cash thing on the side. They've already held me up bad enough. Well, then they leave. And then the next day, I noticed that, that the back of our couch, they've, like, gouged a huge hole in it. So, again, a good thing about dealing with a reputable, reputable company like all my sons is they have insurance. So I assume that when I tell them, hey, the back of my couch has this huge, huge gash and, uh, you know, send them a picture of it, that they're just going to say, like, yeah, well, we'll buy you a new couch or we'll send somebody out to upholster the couch or whatever they have to do. That's not how it works. You know how insurance for home goods works. I don't. I don't. I I want to know though. So they come look at the couch, and they measure the hole. So it's always important to measure the hole. I've been saying that. How many times I told you guys that the first time we met? It's important Uh, to measure the hole.
2: Slammed us up against the wall. Yeah,
1: held you up against the wall. I was like, look. To tell us about some gash. Yeah. So what they do is they approximate the size of the gash in relation to the size of the entire couch. And then they approximate the value of the couch. And then they go, well, okay, we damaged whatever it is, 4% of the couch. This was a $400 couch. So we did $14 worth of damage to the couch. And I'm like, like I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So what you're telling me is you're gonna give me fourteen dollars, you're not gonna fix my couch. And they were like, yeah, that's exactly what we're gonna do. And then they wrote me a check for fourteen dollars, but before I could get the check for fourteen dollars, I had to sign a form that said I accepted the check for fourteen dollars that had to be notarized. Wow. So much like point break Dave. Yeah, I mean it's fourteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're good. That's all right. It's all
1: right. We're good,
0: man. And,
1: and you guys, and I, I may have to go back and find it. If I can, I'll post a link to it. I left the mother of all <laughs> Google reviews for all my sons moving.
0: Oh, wow. That should, we need to get that on yeah. uh, out for everybody. We're going to have to
1: see if we can find that. But it went into painstaking detail about the disreputable company, disreputable company that they were.
0: Never had the nightmare situation with a mover Obviously, the last time I built a fence, the owners killed each other, or I guess (laughs) one just killed the other. Um, I think my biggest nightmare move was moving uh, my parents into their, into a new house back in, like, 2000. Dad did not want to uh, hire movers. We're going to do this on our own. We've got two trucks. Hey, we've moved you in and out of apartments. It was easy. But my mom's got a lot of stuff. I think we counted it up, and this did not even get into, like, my dad's, the stuff he's got in the garage, you know, the shop that he has at the house, that type of thing, just the stuff in the house, furniture and all that. It was 37 trips back and forth.
1: Oh, no.
0: So 74 truckloads of stuff over an entire, oh, from basically this first thing in the morning until... We basically just couldn't drive back and forth anymore. Then at the end, of wow. my, the, the funniest part to me was the last trip were all these like plants and stuff that my mom either had the back porch or, you know, inside the house. They were just in the middle of the floor. And I already had like the interior of my truck and his truck was full of other stuff. And I was like, what are we going to do with this? I can't put it inside. And he's like, well, I've got a solution. And we started picking it all up. We just put it in the bed <laughs> of the truck. And, and, you know, it's not a long drive. It was like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but you're on the highway going like 66, 65 miles an hour. It'll be fine. He's like, whatever makes it there, it was meant to be. Whatever (laughs) flies out belongs to somebody else.
2: Wow. (laughs) Um, So I wanted to get to a couple things real quick. So prepping for the move, we sold some things, as you do, right? Sure. Got the... Got the playground in the backyard, like, hey, we're not moving this. Um, side note on that, here's a business idea. You know how they have like estate sales when people die, right? You just go in, you buy their furniture. When people move, like leading up to that move, I didn't want to trouble with a garage sale. I didn't want to move anything. I wanted my house set up as it was and someone just walk through and just be like, hey, I'll give you $30 for that. I'll give you $60 for that. And they could have had pretty much anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, because like with the garage sale, you have to get, don't you have to have You have to have like a permit and stuff? To oh, yeah, that? you have you to have a just... permit.
1: You have to price everything out. I, I think Dave's just talking about like an open house where you can just take yeah. anything you want and then just pay at the door.
0: But exactly. then how would you, you'd still have to advertise it somehow.
2: I want like a company. Like, I I don't need premium dollar. But it's like, we didn't want to move anything and go through the trouble because we were going to have it packed up by the movers. Right. But at the same time, like, there was stuff like, ah, we don't really need that in the new house. If someone made us a cash offer (laughs) with no work being done by us. Yeah, yeah, you take it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but we, um, I think it, it wasn't the playground. We had like one of those like little playhouses, right? Like not the. Like the little plastic ones, right? They're like six pieces. They just kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. the things together.
1: that most normal people would like donate to Goodwill or a underprivileged children's home. You wanted or, to go
0: ahead and sell it at top dollar. That's how you make, funded the tips.
2: <laughs> you make a very nice offer for it, and I think my wife was using Facebook Marketplace, and a nice family wants to come buy it. So. Tommy's familiar. Glenn, you've probably, I don't know, you've probably been in the backyard of my house once or twice, maybe? I think so. So, quick uh, drawing a visual picture for our audio medium here.
0: Okay, have had so there's... Taco Casa in your garage, for sure.
2: <laughs> so, if you come down the alley to our house, we're the last house. And so, you have the alley, and then you can kind of turn left up into our driveway garage area so lady comes to buy the playhouse i go out there i load it all in her car for all right so then she has two options at this point right so she's kind of in the alley she can pull up into our garage kind of make a three-point turn turn around and drive back down the alley forward or she can, we're the only house down there, simply put it in reverse and back out to the, you know, the where it intersects, which is what I do quite a bit. She went with the never-before-seen <laughs> wide arcing turn through the grass of our backyard. <laughs> While I'm standing there, just this huge... <laughs> I'm like, well, I've never like basically driving over where the playhouse just was.
0: <laughs> wow. Just to leave a mark. Wow. I've never
2: seen anything like it. So if you were
1: going to if you were going to relate this woman to a tag team, what would it be?
2: The Singh brothers. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh no. The other funny one was um this one actually. I wasn't I, it wasn't anything that made me mad like that lady. Uh, guy comes up and I was selling like a blower and edger. And basically all the lawn equipment I bought and then hired a lawn crew three months later. <laughs> all that was up for sale. Um, so the guy comes, he's, you know, he's excited to get all the stuff. And I'm like, basically... He buys the the two things, and I'm trying to give away everything else. Like, hey, you want any of this other stuff? And I have, like, this huge box full of, you know, weed killer and ant killer and all that stuff that you paint that you don't know what to do with because it's all chemicals, like, you can't throw it away.
1: Yeah, and the moving companies won't take that stuff.
2: Yeah. I was like, hey, you want to just take this? Oh, yeah. So I give this guy a whole load of stuff. He... We were selling the lawn equipment for $35, right?
1: And you, your pricing model, is, so you sell like hundreds of dollars of lawn equipment for 35 and then you tip movers $100 each. It's like your yeah. concept of money is completely out of whack.
2: It's all based on convenience. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what the guy did. He pulls out of his pocket and he pays the $35 in... Four $5 bills, 13 $1 bills, and a
0: $2 bill. <laughs> oh, wow. $2 bill? I thought you were going to say he gave you some of those Pocahontas coins. <laughs> no. I once yeah. paid for, uh, I, I think I got them because I, I paid for parking downtown. This is like 12 years ago. And I, fa- I paid for parking downtown with like a large bill. And I guess I didn't park for very long. I just remember the change I got. I just had this handful of those $1 Pocahontas coins. And I had them in my truck for I don't know how long. And, you know, I just didn't come up with the opportunity to use them. And I went to a concert at in Grand Prairie at whatever the place is called. And I was pulling down the drive. You got to pay, you know. Then it was only like 10 or 15 bucks to park. I was like, oh, we got to pay for parking. And all of a sudden the light bulb went off. <laughs> And this poor lady <laughs> rolls down the window. She's like, oh, it's $15. Oh, And then boy. she gets the, the 15 coins in two hands. and hand Now her, her fanny turn.
1: pack's just weighing her down the rest of the day. She can barely, like, she has back problems now. She's, in, she's had to have surgeries because of this.
0: And I just kind of waved and said thank you and went to see Seether or whoever it was. I don't know. Dave, so if the $2 bill on, guy was in a tag quick. team...
2: Oh, that would be Lucha House Party for sure. Okay, so uh,
0: Mill
1: Masquerade.
2: Who was more upset in that story? The, the lady that you gave the coins to or Sacagawea, who you called Pocahontas for <laughs> the last three minutes?
0: Man, that is, uh, that is unfortunate. Which one of them was raped by John Smith? Was that Sacagawea? I think it, it was. was. Maybe I know that was Pocahontas. That was- Sacagawea went with Lewis and Clark, right?
2: I don't know. Where does Carmella fit in all this?
1: <laughs> Just stepping back. I'm going to lay out on this one.
0: She fits with one of the uh, regular announcers, from what I hear. It's true.
2: Did you She's- catch that on SummerSlam? Uh,
0: no, no, we're pivoting to wrestling here at the end. No.
2: Um, uh, what's her name? That announces the Renee? female announcer, huh? Renee Young? What'd you say, Tommy? Renee. Yeah, Renee. Oh yeah. No, they showed Carmella at one point, and she's like, "Your girl's looking good, Corey." Wow. Really? Ooh, little jab there.
0: Yeah. Just a little snug. Well, it's not really a secret anymore. And even when like his ex-wife kind of busted him on social media, apparently they had been separated for like months. So he's kind of like, we're kind of done anyway. So, <laughs> Carmella, Zelina Vega, hey. Nikki Cross, whatever.
1: You know who Zelina Vega is married to, right? Oh, I know. The man that it's... I will be when I grow up. The man that I want to be so bad. The man who's always wanting to pick a fight. I'll tell you I don't what. Know. That man in uh, when we saw him live at uh, the house show stole the show as far as I'm concerned. Best
0: performer of the night. He delivered black mass on everybody. He did. Oh goodness.
1: Well, Dave, as we come to a close in this episode, is there any is there any other moving notes that you had written down you want to be sure to get in? Any more of your gimmicks you need to get in here?
2: Um I'll tell you this. Here's a few things uh since I moved down south to Austin they, uh, they have some odd things. One, you can't pick... Let's say choose energy spots don't fly in Austin.
1: Yeah, they don't fly in Franklin, Tennessee either. You, you have to be you, part of the co-op here.
2: You go through the city of Austin, and that's yeah. the only provider. Okay. Yeah.
1: Same same here in Franklin, but the rates are out- outstandingly cheap. I haven't got to that yet. I hope they are. But I called to set up w-
2: water... And while I was talking to him, they're like, oh, you want to set up your power too? And I was like, oh, you know, I haven't really shopped that around. They're like, well, <laughs> I can save you some trouble there. And then... Typical, like, typical
1: uh, liberal city not wanting to embrace the free market. That's
2: right. That's right. And then they, uh, they're like, well, um, do you want to set up a uh, trash pickup too? And I was like, what do you mean? Like a one time? Like, no, like you're, and I was like, Yes, I do want my <laughs> trash picked up. And I guess in in uh, Plano or Collin County, I'm sure it was in the water bill or something. I'm sure we were getting charged for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's at in the some water point. bill. But yeah, you get here, charged for it, for sure.
2: Here, it's a separate deal, and they charge you different rates based on the size of the bin they give you. Uh,
1: liberalism at its finest.
2: Because the house we moved into had this, like, tiny little bin that you could fit, like, two trash bags in. And now I realize, because we're paying, like, 30 bucks a month wow. for a normal-sized trash bin. Wow. But because it's Austin, apparently here's the, the life hack, if you will. They'll give you as many of the recycling bins as you want for free. <laughs> you know, so a guy I was talking to <laughs> yeah, at work, he's like – the guy's talking to you at work. He's like, "Yeah, I have three of them."
1: Yeah, and you can pretty much throw anything in there except food. n at this point, right? Uh,
0: I, I don't, I'm just throwing everything in there. I don't care. <laughs> it all just can deal with it. It all just goes to China. It Doesn't get recycled anyway.
1: Well, I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you a Franklin, Tennessee, fun fact. They pick up the trash once a week, and they will take anything. No restrictions. Anything goes. There's people on our street that will roll out like a refrigerator and a freezer and it's gone. Limbs don't have to be cut up. You just pile it up. They take anything. It's the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. I mean, when we were in Plano, if we had, you know, a car battery or a paint can or something, you know, you'd have to either arrange a special pickup or you'd have to go down to one of those centers here. You put anything by the curb and it's gone. Yeah. That's what we were in
0: Richardson if it had chemicals and stuff in it, you couldn't put it by the street. But anything else was – there was a certain day, you know, that they pick it up. You're not supposed to have it more the next number of days before that pickup day. But everything else was free reign. And then I moved, like, four and a half miles down the road into the Dallas city limits. And it's like, whoa. You basically just put, like, some small limbs – not like if it's big, you gotta like cut it down, type of thing. There's a lot more restrictions, and they're even talking the City of Dallas that it was at least discussed to do away with bulky trash pickup like altogether. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this stuff? I'm just yeah. gonna start shoving it down the storm sewer. <laughs>
2: just slowly build a makeshift fence out of garbage. And <laughs>
1: hey, let me tell you, since I'm no longer a resident, I uh, I had perfected the art of slowly. Getting rid of things through the regular trash. Oh, yeah. I got rid oh, of yeah. an entire garage door assembly the motor, the chain, both posts. I had to saw them into little bits, and every week I just throw a few more in the trash. Man, what
0: a life hack
1: to be dedicated.
2: All right, well. But in future episodes, I'll also uh, tell you about the fun adventure of trying out new churches. It's been 13 plus years since I was a guest at a church where you get mobbed as soon as you walk in the door Oh and man! they have to tell you about all their special programs and what they do on Sunday night. And I respond, well, not this week, right? It's, <laughs> it's Summer it's SummerSlam tonight. And my wife was... You know what?
1: Write so. that down because that's a great topic for an upcoming episode because I've obviously been living through the same experience. I've got lots to share here. So... Write that down for a coming episode. And then to tease way ahead, guys, we're looking at, I think, the first week of October for the first and what will no doubt be a series of blockbuster episodes.
2: The full disclosure.
1: Yes. So if you ever wondered what happened when Ebola came to Dallas from somebody who was so close to the inside that they were the first person in the entire state of Dallas to know that there was state no... of Dallas. <laughs> roll with me here. I'm on is a roll. Where,
0: is this where Pocahontas lived in the state of Dallas, or the let's other? Ju- let's just say when, when the
1: word that there was an Ebola patient in Dallas, the first person to get a phone call is on this podcast. Now it may not be me; it could be Glenn or Dave, but <laughs> yeah, one but of the three of us. The only. One of I remember so about close. that night. So, so close.
2: Was getting a text from Tommy, because I believe it was a night we had a softball game. And I don't know, maybe that was the day it was going to break. Maybe the information to you was even prior to that. But I remember getting a text from Tommy saying, I won't be at the game. Crazy things are happening. And I said, what's that? And you said, turn on the news when you get home.
0: Which will always play second in the craziest texts or phone calls before a softball game. First place will eternally be, hey, do you know anyone who can play third base for us tonight? Why? Well, Harry is dead. (laughs)